It was three o'clock in the morning on a hot summer day some 40 years ago. President Jimmy Carter was woken up by an urgent phone call from his advisor, who was meeting with China's leader Deng Xiaoping in Beijing. The advisor sounded a bit tense. He told the president that Deng wanted to send 5,000 students to study in the U.S. A groggy Carter interrupted him and said, ask him to send 100,000 before slamming the phone down. Fast forward to 2019, just before the pandemic, nearly 370,000 Chinese students were enrolled in American universities. Another 120,000 were studying here in Great Britain. And 17 private secondary schools were already sold to Chinese, and many more may be in the pipeline. Who would have thought that the phrase Chinese students would become synonymous with money? Who would have thought that we'd reach the point where Chinese companies are buying British schools? Why are the Chinese interested in British schools? What are they going to do with them? And should we be worried? I'm Sharon, and this is Straight Talk. Over the course of four decades, the number of Chinese nationals studying abroad has grown from almost none to a whopping one and a half million. What President Carter and other Western leaders may not have expected was, instead of embracing more democratic and universal values, the Chinese Communist Party had become skillful in exploiting the weaknesses of the Western systems, from acquiring strategic assets to elite capture. The CCP has been honing in on building up to world domination for some years now. Many Britons are worried that the tentacles of the CCP may very well reach the minds and culture of our children, while others have dismissed it. After all, they said, these are commercial companies. Is it really a concern that those companies will do the bidding of the Chinese government? If you ask me, I will say the concern is valid and the danger is real. The CCP is known for demanding loyalty from all citizens and businesses. Take Bryce Scholar as an example. Bryce Scholar has already bought four UK schools. It is a subsidiary of a mega property developer, the Country Garden Group. Wanda Group is another large property developer who has purchased two schools in the UK. All land in China belongs to the government. Without pledging their support to the regime, developers will have no land to work with and would not have grown to the size they have. The founder of Country Garden, Mr. Yang Guoqiang, is a senior member of the CCP Advisory Committee who rubs shoulders with high officials. He was praised by the Chinese authorities just last month for having planted the red genes of the CCP in his company. What did they mean by that? Well, they were referring to the 538 CCP branches that were operating in the Country Garden Group and the 30,000 employees being members of the CCP. Indeed, quite an impressive job Mr. Yang has done building the CCP presence within his company. In fact, one of the company's missions is to fill senior posts with CCP members. The Chinese government often asks successful businesses to do its bidding overseas, so no direct ties can be traced back to Beijing. A bizarre acquisition attempt made by Mr. Yang years ago is a perfect testament. In 2008, Yang stunned the business circle by offering 1.3 billion US dollars in cash to Shaw Brothers for their 26% equity in TVB. This move brought up a few problems. For one, Yang had never shown any interest whatsoever in the business of media, 
or entertainment before. He also had zero experience with the sector, and guess what? He didn't have the money either. In other words, he wanted to buy a business in which he had no interest nor experience for a huge sum of money that he did not have. The clue came when several pro-Beijing business tycoons in Hong Kong agreed to lend him the money he needed to complete the deal. To give you a quick bit of background, TVB is an influential Chinese language television station based in Hong Kong. They also had a wholly owned subsidiary in Taiwan. As you can see, it was a business Beijing dreamed of getting its hands on. Yang was obviously someone Beijing could trust and control. He was put up to the task of acquiring the stake in TVB for the invisible master behind him. The deal failed to come through in the end because the financial crisis hit later in the year. Although media reported that 9 out of the 17 schools owned by Chinese companies are run by senior members of the CCP, experiences like what I've just described shows us that all these companies will support the agenda of the Chinese government, willingly or otherwise. In fact, some of these companies could very well be encouraged to make the acquisitions by the Chinese authorities, just as I don't think Mr. Yang wanted TVB for himself. The CCP has already made efforts to indoctrinate children in the UK with a sanitized history through what is supposed to be a language learning center, the Confucius Institute. The CCP formed partnerships with the local schools in which the Chinese government provided funding, teaching staff, course content, and heavily subsidized trips to China. In exchange, the schools needed only to provide classrooms and encourage students to attend. Do you see how attractive this partnership was to the schools? As a result, there are 29 Confucius Institutes and nearly 150 Confucius Classrooms, which is a smaller version of the Confucius Institute, operating in the UK, highest in number in all of Europe. The Chinese teachers were trained to address controversial issues, including Taiwan, Tibet, and the Tiananmen Massacre. They were asked to steer away from the subjects if students still had questions. The teachers were asked to bring up China's achievements, such as a high-speed railway in their conversation with the students. In fact, a former Confucius Institute teacher told me it was made clear to them during their training that their mission is to spread the glory of the motherland and achievements of the CCP. All teachers are also checked for their political fitness, and they're not allowed to attend rallies or activities that criticize the Chinese government. According to Chinese students, these Confucius Institutes act as mini-consulates in those universities, hosting carefully planned cultural events to give a whitewashed view about China while keeping a watchful eye on what's going on within the Chinese community. To successfully take over a region, the Chinese government knows it has to change or eradicate the local culture. To this end, they start with the children. That's how they handled Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Beijing pushes forward with subtle changes every time, until one day, people suddenly realize that things have changed so much that it is too late to do anything about it. You might be familiar with this expression. It is the slow boil of a frog, a phrase now frequently referred to by many people in Hong Kong. A frog will stay in the pot and be cooked to death if it is put in tepid water, which is then slowly brought to a boil. If the frog is put in a boiling water, guess what will happen? 
It will just jump out and escape. The CCP is excellent at playing this trick. Like many, including Mr. Nigel Farage, have said, the UK government must do something about this before it is too late. Someone asked me a question. Is it possible that these Chinese companies could actually help these UK schools? My answer was, have you thought about why two mega Chinese property developers are buying British schools in the first place? Here is something else you should know about the Country Garden Group. Founder Mr. Yang had a big headache back in 1994. Two years into building his very first housing development, he only managed to sell three units of plan out of 4,000. Yang decided to take up a friend's advice and launch an upscale boarding school on site. What does this have to do with the property project, you might be wondering? Well, Chinese parents were willing to pay for what they perceive as an elite education. Mr. Yang planned to attract well-to-do families to enroll their children in the school and then market the properties to the families of the students. To create the elite appearance, each space at the boarding school was offered at an eye-watering price of £30,000 a year. Remember, this was 20 years ago in China. But you know what? Families flocked in, and Mr. Yang's properties sold out. So this is how Country Garden or Bright Scholar got involved in the education sector, setting up schools to sell properties. Today, the company tries to tell a different story. Schools are just a value-added item offered to help busy homeowners. Adding foreign schools to its portfolio means they can offer children guaranteed spaces to study overseas, allowing them to attract more wealthy buyers for their properties in China and support the very high fees charged in their domestic schools. The success of Country Garden's approach prompted other property developers to follow suit. The Wanda Group was one of them. Look, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing great job and making a healthy profit from it. But my feeling is, this is not the case here. This is something that needs to be taken seriously starting now. This is it for today. Please do share your thoughts with all of us here down below. Again, if you have enjoyed the video, please like it, share it, and subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to click on the little bell so you can get notified for future episodes. Thank you for watching and see you next time.